You have to believe in your ability. You're capable of anything. You can achieve any dream. Please don't limit yourself. Don't live your life limited. It's not all sadness and misery. Life's a challenge, but you will succeed. Good afternoon, Ryan here. Uh, with the power of helping people. Today I actually have a sweet guest on here. I've been following him for about a year now. His name is James Golden. I'm going to be bringing him on, but first I want to introduce him here. And man, this guy's got a story. He's, you know, the founder and CEO of the Pavement Management Group. He's actually a PMG, the Chief Action Officer of JG3 Consulting. And you know what's even cool is this guy's an author. He actually wrote a book. Uh, the book's amazing. Uh, it's called A Million Dollar Dads. And I'm going to bring him on here and have him tell a little bit about his story. But First and foremost, why don't we welcome James Golden here? Hey, what's, what's up, up, brother? What's up, what's man? What's up, Ryan? How we doing, bro? Thanks for that intro. Appreciate you. Doing Appreciate good, man. You. Doing good. Hey, I'm I'm really excited. I know we haven't connected yet, but I'm really excited. I've been following you quite a bit lately. And you know what's some, what powerful stuff that you got going. Um, you don't take no for an answer. You go out there and you do it every single day, and I love that. And I, what's really cool about that is you actually have a lot of content out there, and so I've been going through it quite a bit. And you know, tell me, tell me a little bit about. Uh, you know, you're from what? You're from Heath, Ohio. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I am located about 35 miles dead east of Columbus, Ohio. You know, so uh, we're we're out here a little bit. We're out here in Lincoln County. I'm not necessarily countryfied. But yeah. I'm out here just a bit. Yeah, um, it's that perfect mix of like urban country life for me. That probably explains me like right down the middle. People that know me, uh, I'm pretty much of an, ur an urban dude. I love my hip hop, R&B, rap music, all that stuff. But I like to be left the f alone. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in right. a lot of ways. So right, uh, you know, we got about three acres out here in the city limits. When I say city limits, man, it's a small town of fifteen thousand. You know what I mean? But um, we're we're enjoying life out here. I've been out here since um, you know, uh, I'd say my freshman year of high school. I did grow up in a uh a suburb of columbus you know went okay. to school out there and then my parents decided to grab some land in the country literally so i went from you know the sound of cars at night to the sound of cows at night two <laughs> different things man but but yeah that's that's me man i'm out here in central ohio doing my thing out here dude i'm pretty similar I actually uh i've come from a small town i, I call it a small town it's thirty-two thousand people of oxford and what I really like about my town, I'm sure it's the same with you, is just everybody's got that caring feeling. When you go around, everybody knows everybody, and it's just like that that family atmosphere. But you can go five miles down the road, and it was it's one of those things like, ooh, I don't know anybody, and it's it's really like I got to get back in my space here. So I really like Oxford, and and I know that. Are you a big Ohio State fan? You know what? I tell everybody this all the time. No. I am not a Buckeye nut. I am an Ohio State fan, right? Okay. I definitely am. I'm rooting for the Scarlet and Gray 24/7. I know you're. I know from your you're from that uh, that team up north. We'll just say that. I'm actually I'm actually a big Michigan State fan, so I know that uh, the the Go Blue is a really uh, rival of the Ohio State. But I root for I root for all Big Ten. I'm a big Big Ten, big Ten fan, and I think that if Ohio State is uh, playing anybody else, I root for them. That's just how I am. Yeah. I'm the same way. I would say I'm the same way. You know, I, I like to play around with the Michigan stuff a little bit, but I, I, a lot of us, you know, I'm 43 now, you know what I mean? Like we, I remember the Michigan rivalries of the eighties and all of that. And, you know, no, no disrespect, who cares about the record lately, but I would say, you know, Michigan state became a great rival of Ohio state there for a while too. You know what I mean? Oh, so, absolutely. 
I'm like you, man. I, I pretty much root for the Big Ten as much as I can, as much as possible. Um, but, yeah, I'm an Ohio State fan. On, on Saturdays, my wife is a huge Ohio State fan, which is odd because she went to OU. And I think the only conclusion we can draw from that is OU doesn't have much going on in terms of sports <laughs> in the MAC, yeah. right? Yeah. So she's a huge o- Ohio State fan. Um, I'm honestly a huge Buffalo Bills fan in terms of football. I'm I'm that guy. You know, yeah. I got my Jim Kelly jersey over there, autographed, all that stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, nice. My office is in disarray. Just so we're clear for your audience, James was not camera ready. Brian and I, were, or excuse me, Ryan and I were going to chop it up today and just have some fun. And at the last minute, like, what the hell? Let's do a podcast. So. Dude. Dude, you I'm always running for the content, but the office, the shit, man. We're just, we're just Dude, hey, who cares? You know, I mean, <laughs> okay. I look at it like this. Nobody's if there's care. some good content and there's money in here, somebody's right. going to want to hear it. So, dude, Absolutely. why not? You know, and, and and if we if we do something bad, we just edit it. That's how how things work. Or we just do real. I, I, half the time, I don't even need to edit because it's just real. You know? I tell so, you, man, I think I was, we were talking off camera a little bit, introducing each other, right? Yep. You know, yep. know each other. And I started my podcast just straight off the it was called off the cuff with jg3 initially and basically i would take opportunities to maximize my time you know i used to be driving in the car for two two and a half hours one way to go see a client or whatever i'm doing i'm like you know what instead of listening to music or uh, listening to even podcasts or audible i should do something with this you know what i mean so i just started like i would get in the car with an idea like i'm going to talk about time management I'm going to talk about bad business partnerships. I'm going to talk whatever in my life. And I would just hop on the lapel mic, you know, and just record it. And then I would go back and have this whole editing process, you know, to be oh, yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. And I didn't care, you know, um, I just didn't care. And throughout that, I kind of, kind of grew a little bit over 30, 40 episodes and said, okay, what I was doing isn't what I want to continue doing. So let me make a little bit of a pivot. But uh, I'm very much unfiltered. I'm very much myself 24-7. Uh, I'm happy to uh, not edit a dang thing. <laughs> you know what? And, and, and I, so far, I, the only thing I've edited was, is my son because it was so small. We wanted to put some detail stuff in. But his yep. birthday is coming up here at the end of August and his podcast released last Friday. And, you know, I just, I wasn't planning on having him as my podcast, but the kid is like a prodigy. He's like a, uh, a nine-year-old that's turning 10 that has the perspective of life of what you and I do at nine years old, because it's, like, it's, it's almost like I, I tell my kids this, you emulate their kids emulate you. So if you're going to fight right. with your wife or you're going to fight with your, your, your significant other, or you're going to fight with your girlfriend or whatever you're going to do. And you have kids, they're hearing that they're going to see that. And they're going to emulate that. Yeah. So my biggest thing is, is just be real and just, just give it everything I got and let my kids know that I do make mistakes, but right. also tell them that it's okay to make mistakes, but it is also not okay to, to treat people like that. So you have to treat people with respect. And he, I was listening to one of your podcasts in the early in with JG3. And mm-hmm. I think you said something about like your core values. You were talking about your core values. I mean, my core values are right on my mug here yep. and it, it says it's BSI and it says family, integrity, and culture. And I think you and I have a lot of that in common. Because my number one thing is my family, you know, my family, work family. I mean, I'm with them more than I am really my family. So they're a part of me. And I want to make sure that if you come to work for me, mm-hmm. you have that family atmosphere and you're, you, I love you. You know, I don't want to have somebody come in that's going to be a, a bad seed and, and affect my family. And then also, obviously, loyalty, you know, and integrity. That's that's integrity is the number one thing on my book. You do everything with integrity. You'll make sure you have everything from your guys and your guys will do the right things and think, man. So, 
you know, I think uh, I think we got a lot in that in common. And I think that's why we we follow each other, because I follow you and I feed so much off you and I and I listen to things. And if I'm in a bad day, I go to the, my my select five or six people. And the real cool thing is, is I can listen to that and it gets me right in the bad, you know, back to in a good mood. So yeah. let's uh, let's go. I want to talk a little bit about your book, because I think that's really okay. cool. It's the million dollar dad. And, you know, it's there. It was co-authored. Um, you know, there's a, there's several people that co-author with you. But mm-hmm. I thought that was a pretty awesome opportunity for you, because my goal is to write a book by the end of 2022. And mm-hmm. the reason why I said the end of 2022 is because. I want to make sure that I put out something that is is worth you know worthy to everybody else to read, but also I want to make sure it's it's something that I really think about before I release. You know, I want it to be impactful. I don't want to just put out you know garbage. I don't just don't want to put out words and say you know read my book, read my book. I want somebody to read it and literally just get chills. That's my biggest thing. And That's then a- when I and when I was reading yeah and I, and when I was reading your book, I'm like there was there was different authors in there like. I interviewed Preston Anderson last week, and he's kind of actually this Friday. He's he's, he, he's released on my podcast. And when I was talking to him, I didn't get that chill feeling in the book as much as when I talked to him. Like I literally, he he just had that chill factor where I was talking to him. I'm like, dude, that's amazing. You need to share this. You need to share this content. And he was like, oh no, I'm kind of slowing down a little bit. I said, dude, you're you have this gift, and you need to share it with people. And I said, just let loose, just be real. And he let he let loose. And he, I got a call two days after and he's like, dude, I'm doing this. Thank you for pushing me to get to this next level. And that's all sometimes that's all we need is as individuals is have somebody to hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your book and, and what, how you how you came about writing it. And tell me a little of the backstory of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So my story is probably a little different than Preston's on how I found the book. And that's probably what's pretty cool about this is we all probably have our own route and path to how we got there. What I really like about Million Dollar Dads is this. All of us authors, I think there were six of us, if I remember correctly. You know, I mean, it's my damn book. You'd think I would like know off the top of my head. But let's just say six, maybe seven. I mean, yeah, I, I got to like really fill that out. But none of us really knew each other extremely well. None of us ran the same circle set. We didn't have the same influence. You know, we're all like minded, which is very interesting. You talked about core values. That was a part of coming into this. Um, I got pitched, you know, from a friend outside of some other circles that I, I kind of dip a toe in occasionally. You know what I mean? I've got my networks that I'm strong in, in my uh, my circle, if you will. I've got my own, my golden collective. You know, I got my own circle that I run. But at the same time, I like always reaching out and learning about other people. I'm sure you do, too. That's why you're starting yeah, your yeah. podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, golden Hour podcast is about to get launched so I can do this type of stuff, not just be on my success journey documentation side of it, right? Absolutely. But uh, through through a, through a mutual connection, they said, hey, you know what? I'm a part of this project. It was Chris Baden. He's a part of the he's a part of that book. He's someone you might want to gun for to have a conversation or podcast. Interesting guy. Great guy. All those core values you talked about. He embodies those for sure, because he and I had a little bit of a connection. The long and short, he said, I'm a part of this process, this book, and we're really looking for one more author to contribute. He said, I really think you'd be a good fit. Would you would you be open to connecting with my publisher? And I said, well, yeah, if you think I'm a good fit for a book, of course, because just like you here, I wanted to write something, at least just start to get my story out there a little bit more. And what better way than a, a current project in the works with a timeline that I can come add value to? Make sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I did yeah. that. I connected with uh, Jamie Wolf with publishing, you know, a great, great resource. If you get into that, by the way, she's someone you can reach out to. Uh, you can see we became bestsellers. I've got a rhyme and a route and a process of how you can do that, by the way. Happy to share that on or offline with awesome. your guests or whatever, man. There's a, there's, there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of a process to it. Right. Uh, but with that said, uh, she kind of pitched me the concept, you know, work-life balance, entrepreneurs, making high six figures, seven figure businesses, stuff like that. And, you know, I thought about that and work-life balance is something that I do talk about because when you think of balance, it's what it's, it's balance. Yeah, absolutely. The reality is in, in life and business, you can't balance it 50, 50. We all know that. So I wanted to have a platform to talk about my perception, my thought process behind it. And what was great is we interviewed she it wasn't this was not something this was all my content and that's why you'll notice in each chapter it's a little bit different a little bit different that's Absolutely. that author's story that's that that author's you know uh basically their, their creed right it's how they yeah. put their stuff out there so the long and short of it was we had a discovery call she pitched me some topic ideas which became chapters i got to pick those and what i did you want to learn a little bit little some secret stuff man is you already know I like to, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just start talking. I'm that guy driving down in the TRX talking to my truck. <laughs> What's this guy doing? Well, he's probably recording a podcast or he's preparing for a presentation. I like to go over things multiple times. So what I did is I came into my, my, my old office at the time on a sun Saturday afternoon. And I said, I'm gonna knock all of these out right now. I had a little bit of an outline plan. I set up, I just talked into my microphone, bud. I just talked in the microphone, transcribed everything, ran it through Grammarly, and then I sent that to the publisher so it at least looked a little polished, yeah. right? And then from there, that's what the editor's for. They can do the work for you to make it a little bit more, okay, well, maybe from a grammatical perspective, change some structure around all that. But it was a very easy process when you think about it. If you're a creative type, you know, um, you, you get the content out there. You can go through this process to streamline it a little, a little bit is my point. And I, it was I'm a great project, man. Yeah. And, and I, I believe it. Cause I actually, I think that was one of your first podcasts about work-life balance. Tell, tell let's yeah. dive, let's go, let's dissect yeah, let's go into that it. a little bit. Work-life balance, because you know, I, uh, I have a work-life balance and I feel like I have a pretty good work-life balance because I spend a lot of time with my kids. And I think you said in one of your podcasts, it's like, dude, if your kid wants to play football, go out and play football, throw the ball with them. And dude, we need more dads out there like that. Dude, I make it a point. And I said, I said that in my last podcast with my son is, is like his thing was, and I didn't tell him to say anything, which is a pretty awesome is he actually said, and it gave me chills when he said it. And I almost got teary eyed. You can actually see it in the podcast. I get a little teary. He's like, Dad, one thing I really like about you is when you get home from a hard, long day's worth of work is, and when I ask you to go out and play catch, you never say no. That's, that's awesome. that is, oh, that's the chills, right? That's, that's the chills I got right now. And I'm, I'm a little yep. emotional. It's like, I had a dad, I grew up with, that I had a dad that I couldn't just say, Hey dad, let's go, let's go play catch. He was, he was gone. My mom and dad are divorced. So it was like one of those things that I didn't get to see my dad very well. And when I did get to see him, it was always, he was tired or so I had to like, like pressure him. And mm -hmm. I remember that in the back of my head, I'm like, I didn't like that. So when yeah. my kid asked me, I, I just don't say no. I'm just like, yes, let's yep. go do it. Let's go do You're it. You're taking full advantage of your opportunities, you know, as a father, you know, and, I, and I'll tell you, like, if it's okay, if I share a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a father yeah. is, uh, that was not me. 
19, 20, 20 years ago. Uh, my oldest will turn 24 in two weeks. So I'm, I told you I'm 43. I had a kid at 19 years old. And by 19, I was <laughs> a month after turning 19. You know, so we're that story of a small town, you know, high school sweetheart concept. She was still a junior in high school. I was, a, excuse me, a senior in high school. I had just graduated, you know, and we were that couple taking your girl to the prom, nine, eight months pregnant, seven, six months pregnant. You know what I mean? Um, very interesting, especially for 1997. Just just throwing it out there. Small yeah. town. Our graduating class was like 105. Yeah, that's crazy. Amazing. So yeah. I said all that to say this. My pops was an awesome dude. He unfortunately passed away suddenly from a brain aneurysm December of 19. It was an unexpected situation. Otherwise, a pretty healthy guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and that's your dad. Like, you, you see your dad growing up. He's a strong dude doing the shit. That was my dad. Always capable of everything. My point is this. When I was a kid, my dad is similar to what you were saying. He, was, he, would, he would work all day. He'd come home. He had his own agenda. Okay? But at the same time, he would figure out ways to balance in his own way. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So this was my first model of that, that I didn't understand as a kid. Yep. I thought, oh, dad's always too busy for me. Dad's always too busy for me. But then, then as an adult, I could see what he was doing, which is cool. I couldn't get it as a kid. Now yep. your, your son's get it. See that example? Yep. Because you're like, I'm not saying no, I'm going to do it. My dad would say, no, nah, I got to do this. Yep. And I would think, I would think, why is that task more important than doing throwing the football was a great example. I did all that shit as a kid. But what I learned was when my dad did, you know, my name's James, right? Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was Jim. So I got to be Jimmy, <laughs> you know, <in> the family. <laughs> when my dad would come, you know, would come home and say, Jimmy, let's go grab the football. We're going to go play a game called levels. For example, you know, yeah. that dude went all in. It wasn't, five passes and he's done it was like we're going to create a situation out of this put you through this drill we're going to go through the levels and that yeah. you know he made it an event which is really cool it could have been this dude would throw dodge dodgeball man you know i was the kid growing up probably used to, i was on i was lined up on the fence getting shit thrown at my head you know what i mean yeah my dad was throwing the ball <laughs> you know <laughs> so my point is this when i became a father at 19 no nah, man i you know i was not here it was a situation it was unexpected right um, had a lot of anger. Um, but what I didn't know how to do was work, always had a huge, strong work ethic. So my way of dealing with having a child at a young age was work. I would go all in on work. I didn't go all in on being a dad. I'm just being honest with you. Go ask my 24 year old because my 24 year old and my 10 year old had or 11 year old had two different dads. And that's sad to say. Yeah. Part of that circumstance. Part of that is me growing up and becoming a man. Finally, in my thirties, I hate to say that, but it's real. Not, not, not 19. Yeah. Always lived on my own, always paid the rent, always paid my bills. Matter of fact, we built our first house at age 20. You know what I mean? I'm not bragging on that because it ended up not being a good thing for us. Yeah. You know, we yeah. were living, trying to keep up with the Joneses, credit cards, you know, um, yeah. always paid all my de debts, all those things. But the point is this, it took me until about age 30 to really understand because I started going through personal development. I started going through personal growth. I started trying to be a better person, man. You know what I mean? And that's because I went through a divorce. Yeah. So for me, I did, everyone's got a, maybe a, a, you know, I say there's no story without the struggle. That's one of my lines that I like to say. And everybody's struggle is different. Everybody's struggle doesn't have to be some like, hey, I was, I was strung out on meth and about died and OD'd and no, man, everybody's struggle is different, okay? 
But to really have your comeback story, you had to have gone through an event. I think a lot of us would agree with that. Absolutely. Mine, well, yeah, I just, mine all came to a head three days after Christmas in 2010. Okay. I've been married for about, I don't know, was it 13 years at this point to this woman? I, I, she didn't want to be married to me and vice versa, man. We were kids getting pressure to do it. Right. That's the way this shit works. And yeah. we ended up having three children together. And we had the house, we had the cars, man. We had some income. We also had a shitload of credit card debt. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the point to this is we weren't happy people, man. We were arguing, fighting. And that goes back to about 10 minutes ago when you were like, hey, your kids will emulate you. They will see that. And I created a lot of this stuff. Well, both of us did. It's a two, it's a two-way street. I'm yeah. not, I, don't, I absolutely take personal responsibility, but that's just the way things work, right? So the bottom line was, you know, I lost my job. I lost, I was the director of operations for a payment management consulting firm, an engineering firm that we started from nothing. Lost my job. I lost my wife three months later, started my company, lost my house and went to my mom and dad's basement at 33 years old as an entrepreneur. Like it's about as humble as you can get. There's a lot of humbling stuff in there, but I had to go through all that because it told me that I needed to reset, man. And it, and it was it was God coming at me saying, hey, man, you're built for something better. Stop living your life angry. Stop acting like everything happened to you. It didn't, man. All of these things happened. That'll give me the goosebumps. Everything happened for you. And when I heard when I heard Ed Milet, that's somebody that I think we both know. When I heard him say that a few years ago, dude, I was like, oh, my God, I said that one time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because now I'm starting to hear people that I'm listening to and respecting that are, in my opinion, way up here thinking the same way that I was thinking. Yeah. And, Ed, Ed, I, I, I quote that all the time. Ed Milet says things happen for us, not to us. And to yep. believe it, believe it or not, it's just I truly believe every time I lose an employee, every time I, I make a wrong decision, you know, and it turns out to be a great decision. You know, those are things that I say, you know what, that happened for me, not to me. And I truly, truly believe. And when you put that in the universe and you say those yep. things, when things happen to you, it's not like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm knocked down. I, I can't get up. No, you get back up and you, you do it and you say, this was going to happen for me. And I'm going to get out there and start doing it. So who is that person? Because mm -hmm. you talk about this, you know, yes. yeah, you were down in the dumps. You're you're really low. And who is that person that just said, you know what, besides obviously your faith in God and he told you to do this. But who was that person that said, you know what, I'm going to be here for you and we're going to get out of this and we're just going to go through this and, and whatever you need, I'll help you. Was there somebody that was impactful that had helped you get out of that? You're, the answer is no. Okay. In, initially, the initial reset was all me. And it's because I had to go through a horrible situation. And I went through this revelation. I look in the mirror. I'm like, instead of being down upon myself, I'm like, dude, what are you really here to do? There's a reason why all of the, this chain of events was put in motion in such a short period of time. Like you had, I had to recognize that there was a, probably an opportunity somewhere in here. I didn't really know what it was, but I knew there was something in there. So I just, I can't really land myself on someone specific at that point in my life where there were like, it was a huge aha moment, dude. I think it was a, probably a combination of me thinking, probably thinking back on past mentors, probably thinking back on past conversations with people I respected, but not that one silver lining shining moment. Okay. 
which is crazy. I know a lot of people do have that. I didn't, dude. It was all me. You know, we were talking about accountability and having others hold you accountable. Bro, I've never had that in my life. I've always had to hold myself accountable. I've always had to be the leader. I've always had to be that guy. Right or wrong, I had to be that guy. So this was just me like, oh, shit, dude. I got to change some stuff, man. What if my wife left me because I was an asshole? <laughs> you know? What if it wasn't all her fault? Is that, hmm, is that even a thing? Right? So I had to start doing all that shit. So when I was, instead of driving two hours to uh, go to a job site and just jam out to Tupac or Ice Cube or whatever playlist I had, right? Probably M an MP3 player at the time or a yeah. <laughs> CD, my CDs, my, my yeah. book the CDs. Yeah, right. You know, I was like, man, what if I, uh, what if I went to the library and found some uh, CDs on tape, like some personal development stuff? I started with the Bible. Hey, okay, the Bible, not a big reader. That's something I can listen to five hours a day over a, I can knock that thing out in some time, right? And then take some snippets of it. And then, uh, you know, I went through a couple other personal development type stuff, some Tony Robbins things, man, and just kind of clicked. And then over a couple period, uh, a couple years, so back in 2014, I ended up starting CrossFit. I started this health and fitness game. You have a great weight loss journey and personal uh, health journey that we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, mine was, even though I was leveling myself up on personal development, Ryan, I was still smoking probably a pack and a half a day and I would go straight to the bar after work because I spent so much time alone. I don't have a wife anymore. I'm on the road for work again because I got to go knock doors. I got to go do the work. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a business. Well, I'm a, you know, I was a business owner back then. Yeah. I was a business owner, right? Um, those things are, we all have pet peeves. There's so many people like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like, ah, are you really? I mean, you own your own business. You know, you're doing pretty well at Herbalife over there. I, I'm going to give you that. But you're not, <laughs> you're not an entrepreneur, man. And that was me. I was a solopreneur. I gave myself a, a good paying job. You get the yeah. idea. Oh, it yeah. took me a few years to become where I'm working on now. I just like to throw that out there. You know? Well, well it's pretty funny because I actually asked my employees this the other day. And, and they uh, they always come up to me. They're like, man, he's we love when you're in the office because you have this aura about you and you just, you're infectious. You just, people want to be with you. They want to talk to you. And, but they also said you didn't used to always be like this. And the reason why is, is sometimes we have these triggers. Okay. And you say in your book, it's like, don't set, sweat the small stuff because we all tend to sweat the small stuff. And what I, what I, <laughs> I had to really step back. I mean, four years ago, I'll tell you a little quick, real story. But four years ago, I was 350 pounds. I didn't want to do anything, could barely tie my shoes. I literally ha had to hold my breath to tie my shoes. And it was one of those things that I couldn't, I, I was I was finding my time to not be able to go out with my son because I'm exhausted. I'd go out there and I'd mm -hmm. do it, but I was just exhausted. Like I, my body would hurt. So finally, I'm just said, I told my wife, we went to a trip to Nashville and I said, and this was in November of 2017. I told her, I said, this is going to be the last trip that I ever drink. I said, mm. so I want you to know this. And she's like, well, why are you going to do that? I go, it's not for me. It's for everybody. It's for my company. It's for you guys, my family, because wow. I'm going down a path that's going to break everything. Yeah. And, and I knew it. I knew it. So I went out to Nashville. I drank more than I've ever drank in my life. I had hangover. Like it was the worst weekend of my life mentally and physically because I was dying. Like it hurt so bad. But when I got back, I just, I put the nose to the ground. I went to CrossFit for the first time. My first okay. CrossFit workout, that's how I got it. I literally yeah. lost all my weight in four years of CrossFit and eating healthy and, and having this, you know, regiment. But 
my first workout at CrossFit, and you'll 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 laugh at this, mm-hmm. was a hundred wall balls for time. No, Karen, no, that's yeah. 150, but no, yeah. dude, that's dude. mine too, dude. It mine too. I died. Like I literally, oh I I went there. I literally went there, and I'm like, you want me to do what? My reaction to this? Yeah. You want me to do what? Exactly. You want me to do what? I can barely even do a push up with on my knees, let alone do a squatting push up, throw a, a, you know, at the time it was a 20 pound ball. I'm like, 20 pound ball. I don't think I can do that. Mm-hmm. And literally, it took me like almost the whole hour, mm-hmm. and people were rooting for me, and they said, never give up. And that literally switched my mindset yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. Like, it wasn't like I was in pain. I was dying. I literally had a team around me and they were pushing me. And that's what I took that transition into my CrossFit into work. And I said, you know what? If this is like anything like work, I'm going to cheer on my staff. I'm going to cheer on my employees. And I'm going to do the same thing and have the same concept of CrossFit, the competitiveness, the the team atmosphere, the coaching atmosphere. I'm going to develop a bunch of coaches around me to teach and train all my employees to make sure that they have that winning mentality, never give up, that that integrity, that just that core values. Of, and if you aren't going to make it and you're not going to be here, then maybe you're not the right fit for our, our team. And that's kind of the concept I did. And so the last four years, I mean, if you go back and, and you and you really research our company, the last four years have been the biggest growth of our life. And because yep. I've been more mentally clear and I've had my vision and my goal set. And then the biggest thing I, I contributed to is hanging out with people like you and, and, and really just getting that mindset and, and, and just, and you might, you might say, okay, well, you're, you're doing this podcast thing. You're starting it, but you started this podcast before. And you're, I think in one of your podcasts, you said, I didn't start because I didn't have the right equipment or I didn't have this. I didn't, I had the same mentality. That's Mm -hmm. why I started this podcast because I want people to help get out of their shell. I want people to say, you know what? That kid did it. That guy did it. I can do it. And, 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 and stories like yourself, people, I want to write a book. I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, that is why I did this podcast because it is the power of helping people. And it's, it's, it's my legacy to live is because I want to help every single person I can, because you know, with this economy, the way it is and you know, how everything's going, we need a lot of good people and we need them now. And we need them them now. We need leaders, man. And I want to say something, man. Like, so we knew, we knew we were a lot alike, right? We didn't know we were this alike. You know, you get into the CrossFit stuff in the last four years and how it helped change your mentality and how you approached your business. Dude, I have the same story all the way down to my same CrossFit workout, dude. And uh, I got goosebumps. I'm telling you, this is like things happen for us, not to us. And me calling you and saying we're doing this podcast, we're doing it's not about me saying I want content. I don't I I knew that if we had this conversation, it would be golden. Like your last name, golden. That's, that's what it's all about, man. So, and, um, and that's why I'm happy. First of all, I'm dude, I'm so carefree and go with the flow. Yet I'm like a freaking laser focused at the same time, right? On the stuff, yeah. that I'm doing. you know. So like when someone reaches out and says, "Oh, dude, let's connect in two weeks or last minute," well, sure, man. An hour into it, I'm like, "Hey, let's just do a freaking podcast." Okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> care what I look like on camera. I'm just here to add value to the audience. You know what I mean? Tell the story. And hopefully it resonates with people. You know, dude, I mean? we're we're wearing t-shirts, we're wearing t-shirts, hat, dude. Who cares? You know, nobody I mean, cares. It's, nobody and cares. And I want to talk about that because so many, and I guarantee you'll go through this with your podcasting journey. You go through with your employees. I know I do. So many people think that 
others care. So like, oh, I can't go on cam. I could never do that. We're like, well, well let's, let's talk about that. Why couldn't you do that? Well, I could never go on Facebook Live. Why not? Well, because, you know, I don't know. I'd have to do a bunch of different takes and I'm not going to say the right thing. I'm going to say, um, 12 times. And I'm like, so what you're saying is you're going to be you. You're going to be real. You're going to be yourself. You're going to be real, you know, relevant and raw, you know, raw and vulnerable. Well, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm like, that's what people want. Yeah. When you actually go look at any content, except, you know, some of these big ass produced published stuff, right? We're not on that level yet. You know, uh, you know, your, your intro, all that stuff. Looking good, man. Professional. But then you get to the live content. We're just two dudes. Yeah. That's it, man. That's cool. Like, we're not going to go edit in 18 things. You're going to see James going, like, all these different facial expressions as we edit it, right? But that's the thing. Most people can't get out of their own way or their own head or too worried and focus on what others think. I was that person. Dude, you hit it. You I hit was it on the kid. head. I was that kid. I grew up with my head down, man. No one ever saw my face. You know, and it wasn't until my parents moved me out of that environment. Environment is key. And when you are the business owner, when you're the dad, when you're the husband, when you're the wife, it doesn't matter, right? It is your responsibility to create that atmosphere, to create that culture. I did not know that, or I did not get that early on as a dad. I didn't get it early on as a business owner. I didn't get it as I hired people. And guess what? Just like you did, man, I had to go through the shit, right? I had to go through this journey. I'd, I had to get, I had to fire people that I let abuse me and use me for too long because I thought I needed them. I thought I had to have them. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was just fine without them, man. No disrespect to them. I hope those three individuals are having a great life and career, but I had to burn that boat. And then it, when you do something uncomfortable and realize that you survived, that's growth. So now it's easy to say, I was just talking with my office manager on this earlier, dude. I was like, you know what? The only way to create confidence is to go do it. That confidence is something that's earned and only you can earn it. I can't give you confidence. No matter what I do, there's not a dollar amount in the world that gives you confidence. You have to go get it yourself, right? And that's part of being a leader is like starting to help share these ideas and concepts. But because for me, this entire journey, I didn't have the podcasting to listen to. It was probably there, Ryan. I just wasn't privy to it. Mm. Networks, Ed Milet, YouTube. I'm that weird. I'm that one dude that's like, what the hell is YouTube? You know what I mean? You know, several years ago. Yeah. <laughs> At this day, I'm not really on YouTube using it as a user. I'm starting to put content on there, right? Yeah. But I never really had that accountability in my life or that real strong mentorship trying to guide me. I've had mentors that have helped me out. Don't get me wrong, but I've always been the guy. I'm the guy that's called upon, you know, one of my podcasts from earlier on is called in the case of emergency break glass. That's me. You can be the worst chaotic situation on the planet. I'm just going to be like, Hmm, what do we need to do here? You know, it doesn't matter what it is. And that's what people have come to surround me as, is that leader. So what do I do? take it all on my shoulders and sometimes i'm not the right person for the situation or the oh, scenario yeah. now i know that now i know i can ask a questions now i know i can go tag somebody for help you know what i mean yeah um i still struggle with it just because i'm a creature of habit just like the rest of us so yeah. i'm constantly trying to break it you know well, up here yeah why do you why do you let's let's get let's get dive into a little deeper why do you think people are so worried about this because like mm -hmm. for instance i've had people like i had mike claudio i had brian Hess, i had all these people saying oh, just right do there. it I just it. do it just do it 
I mean, I'm, my, my coach is Brian Haas. I've got several coaches and mentors, but Wait, you time, know, out. I just, time out. My coach yep. is Claudio. So <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. dude. Dude, I got my next book is too strong. I got it in the book in the docket, so I can't wait to read that. So that's a plug for Mike. If you haven't checked that book out, it's called Hashtag Too Strong by Mike Claudio. Great book. Uh, yep. It's getting some good reviews. So go out there and buy that. That's a plug for Mike. But dude, I've been talking to Mike. So we went to an inner circle retreat about okay. uh about a month and a half ago now i think it's seven weeks ago fort lauderdale yeah I, 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 I follow brian so yep yep yeah. so we went to that i mean they had ben newman they had uh uh they had uh, mike claudio they had cole bimbo which is uh a basketball player that played against michael jordan and scotty pippen uh in one of the championships um just some great speakers i mean they had they had a whole array of people shay robottom uh for linkedin you know shay don't you you're I know your LinkedIn. Who he is? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, so we also have um, all these people coming to this 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 retreat. And when I went in that room, it was seventy people of the most positive, mm-hmm. driven leaders. I mean, if you put that, if you put those seventy people in politics and had them run this country, right. it's it, it it's it's mind blowing. All the people in that room of what impact we could have. That's what we need to do to change our world is get all these leaders out there and start doing things good and not 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 necessarily for yourself, but for others. And that's why this podcast is I'm trying to get this thing going, because it's just the power of helping people. It's every situation that people come into that need an answer. And with stories and and, and stuff like that that we share, you never know who you're going to impact. And, and if you're down in the dumps and you listen to a podcast yeah. Things God puts things in our lap all the time, yeah, all the time. And when we're struggling, he tries to show us signs, but we don't listen. We and don't when you listen. listen and when you listen, they come in front of you. I mean, literally, I'm getting goosebumps right now because I'm like, you know what? I was call- I was literally driving home from an appointment today at 12 o'clock. And I'm like, why don't we just record this and just do this as a podcast? Because it, we might miss valuable content that could You're save right. somebody's life. Right. Or get them to do a podcast or get them to be a better father or get them to lose weight or just all the little details that could just impact one individual. And that's all we have to do is one individual each day. Now, that's if that person's impacted and they go tell their story, they're going to impact others and then so on and so on. That's what we need in this world is we need a chain reaction, a mission, a, a, a something journey that we can go after that we can literally change thousands and thousands of lives and that's why i started this podcast it's not about work it's not about making money it's not about it's about helping others get to where they need to be with not thinking about anybody but them dude that's 100 man that's that that gets the uh the old 100 icon that i throw out there for my for my guys on social man when i love the stuff man so well said uh you know like one way to kind of capitalize on that is you know i was thinking is um when you're passionate about something like this, like like me and my golden initiative, you know what I mean? It's 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 understanding that you almost have a duty and a responsibility to share it because it only takes that one impact. You know what I'm saying? Because then it has the compound effect. It's like compound interest. If yeah. this podcast impacts one individual initially to just follow you a little bit more, follow James a little bit more. Nope. Then they say, well, wait a second, man. Who's that Brian Hess guy? Maybe go, I'll go check that guy out. What's up, Mike Claudio? Okay. Now we got the hashtag too strong. Now they're joining the Golden Collective. Now they're on the podcast, right? Now they're being compelled. This was my journey. This is exactly what I did. 
it all started by just following somebody. That's all and it does. For me, what it really was is I told you initially it was just me trying to say I got to be a better person, right? But there was a point and it was at CrossFit gym one day. When you get into a CrossFit gym, you're automatically surrounded by somewhat of like-minded people. Now, not maybe on this type of level, bro, right? But at the same time, you're thinking of their health and fitness, okay? Yep. Um, after about several months of a relationship, you know, like meeting and hanging out with a dude at the CrossFit gym or whatever, this guy was like, dude, man, I, you really, you, you listen to podcasts? I'm like, no, I don't listen to podcasts. I'm not really sure I even understand what podcasting is. This was 2018, <laughs> okay? And he said, man, you and your personality and all that would really like this guy named Andy Frisella. And I'm like, okay. He's like, he's got this podcast called the MFCO Project, man. You need to check it out. Okay, I'll check it out. I'm not going to check it out. You know, that's okay. I'll check it out. I'm not going to check it out. So what happened was he was impacted by an episode and finally tagged me on Facebook. And I said, oh, shit, man. Now, now you got the curiosity. Plus, you called me out. I'm going to go do it. So I did, and that was game on. I was all in on this content because all of a sudden, it was somebody else explaining things cutthroat in a cutthroat manner to be honest with you but at the same time as real as it could be and it resonated that my friend led me into multiple episodes it led me to hear about the rta syndicate they were starting which led me to say Fuck it, i'm applying no imposter syndrome man and i'm gonna get accepted i'm getting accepted man i'm right i'm the right guy for the gig so i did and i got accepted you know i kind of manifested some of that a little bit because i was prepared and ready those are golden opportunities. I leverage my last name as much as possible if you can't tell. Okay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Golden opportunity. You know, it's like you said, you know, God's putting gifts in your lap all the time. But if you're not, you know, answering the door when it's being knocked, you're missing out. So my my big ears are always open, bro. They're open to everything. So 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 let's let's talk a little bit more about that like so i i contribute a lot of that stuff to my my routine my consistency i'm mm -hmm. doing that every single day I, it's, it's one of those things i have my routine i wake up in the morning um i do my read my devotional i pray and then i go work out and that's kind of been my routine for a long time and i really think that it makes my mind at ease and it it really oh, starts yeah. my day off amazing yep. i mean it's almost like you're literally sitting there praying about what you just learned in your devotional. You're praying for your friends. You're praying for your family. You're praying for somebody that texted you the night before that says they're 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 struggling with this and that. And you pray, and then you just listen. And yeah. then all things. I mean, I drive down the road. I see a sign, and I read the sign. And I'm like, dude, that's telling me to do something. Mm -hmm. That's that's how that's the mindset. Mm -hmm. That's you have to make sure that you're always looking for those signs because we as humans get so busy. And we're always busy and we're going to the next thing. We're going to the next thing, but we don't think and we don't see what's really in front of us. No, man. And we're both in that pavement world, roads, you know, you're on one end of it. I'm on another. I'm collecting data and you're saying, hey, thanks for that data, man. I'm going to go yeah. build something awesome, right? All That's right. what's really cool about this stuff. But I use a lot of those analogies because they're so relevant. Like that highway is always open. It doesn't have to have a pothole. It doesn't have to have a roadblock. It doesn't have to have a pit stop, but they're going to be there. You know, it's like recognizing they're going to show up. Your objective, your goal is to say, okay, why did I come to a full stop here? Right? Yep. Let me audit myself. I'm really good at this nowadays. I didn't do it at all old days. Yeah. So I'm really good at that. When I get stuck, I do a really good job these days saying, okay, this roadblock is here for a reason. Let's break this down a little bit. 
You know what I mean? And I'm going to go through and break it down. I'm going to come to a conclusion and, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to beat the shit out of it and go move, move forward. Right. Absolutely. But at the same token, that highway honestly is always open. You know, it's not a toll road. You don't have to pay to play. Yeah. You can take action and just keep on moving. But what are on the freeways? Signs, billboards, distractions, accidents, all of this stuff, man. So when you can become clear on what your goal is, you can put the gas on the pedal and just keep on cruising. But sometimes we get shiny object syndrome. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get a little bit imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? But what I'm a huge fan of is just recognizing that that's coming in and saying, well, there's a reason why you are um, hitting that pause button, you know, or it's the roadblock, whatever, pit stop, whatever, right? Uh, and then, but, you, but at some point, you got to break down that barrier to get through it. Otherwise, your your journey does come to a stop. And here's why I know how many people I forget the age. It's not about age or anything. I'm just saying I'm on this planet for 43 years, man. How many people do you know that you went to high school with that are the same shit, different day? Yeah. Same. I'm not talking about like the same house. That's kind of irrelevant, you know, but like I, I don't live in the same house. Three years ago, I drove a Honda Accord. You know what I mean? And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a Honda Accord. I'm just saying that, that my goal wasn't to, I can't wait to get the Honda Accord and stay in it forever. You know? So um, tell me, tell me what, what, what kind of Accord that was, because what's mm -hmm. kind of funny is, is I started my company and I bought a 2002 Honda Accord. I drove that thing for 12 years. No kidding. Growing my company, four door Honda Accord. I paid $17,500 for it. I remember it to this day. And I just bought my first brand new vehicle about I think it's going on six years now. So six years, Dude, I decided awesome. I'm going to buy a nice vehicle that I can drive around in because you know what? I deserve it. You know, you I, I worked hard for it. And so my my thing was, is, is I was always telling myself, well, I don't deserve that. I, I want to work hard. I want to make sure everybody else has everything. So I started taking on these little, I call them little pleasures for myself. Yeah. And, yeah, and because like you just got to have little pleasures because here, here's the thing is I don't, I don't need a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And I don't want a lot of things because I think more things, more, more, you know, com it's complicated. It just, it gets to where you're working for something. And I don't like to do that. I work, I like to work for, for really educating people and making people better. That's my main mission is the money comes later, but the more people you help, the more opportunities that come around. Say, I say believe it, it. Say it again. The, the more you, <laughs> yeah, the, the more things yeah. come around, the more you get more opportunities, dude. I'm telling you, the more you help yes. people. It's you gotta help gain. People. It's giver's gain. When you, when you, I was on a, so at three o'clock today, I was on a connection call. That's all I was, I was right on time today, which that's something that I'm trying to do better at. Yeah. Be on time, be a little bit better prepared. Uh, but anyway, I was on a connection call today. And this is somebody who is doing drone, drone based flight services. He's building 3D models. And you're a business owner, man. I get, dude, I get pitched 24 7, man. And, so I saw all that to say this. Okay, it's, it's neither here nor there. It's this individual is in Central Ohio, has a drone company, sees that he can do something for pavement, pavement management maybe, sees that I'm somebody in, in, as an influencer in the space locally. Let's connect. Because of what it is, I accept the connection call, right? But, it, but the instant question, and he did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong, right? But was like, do you think you could use this in your business? I said, honestly, man, I really don't care about that right now. He was like, oh, like that's probably not the answer he expected. 
I said, let me tell you something, man, with all due respect. I said, James is on a three to four year, maybe five year tops exit strategy. I'm very laser focused on how I do it, what I want to do. This is what I've built. This was my vision for the company. And I owe it to my company and myself to see it through. I will not have any distractions on top of it because sure, I could use it. Dude, I can go start a paving company with you next week if I really want. I mean, we're smart. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to come to Ohio? Let's start a paving company. You know, but I'm only four and a half hours away. It literally could just be like that. And maybe we do that someday. I'm not going to lie. Mick, maybe we yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about, it doesn't, that's a whole other conversation. But my point is, I told the guy, I said, look, man, it's not about like what you can do for me. You know, I connect with people to say maybe how I could potentially add value to them and then just see where that could go. You know, my objective is to exit my business in a few years. I'm on that track and path and plan. Ask my business coach. He helped me set this up, right? As long, along with my business partner. Um, I don't want to be 68 years old relying on pavement conditions and drones or God. I don't care what it or aliens to do the work. I just I want to build my model, sell it as fast as possible and move on to the next thing, which is more of all of this, bro. It's all in on the Golden Collective. Got an entire initiative set out to roll out and it's going to start soon. So I told him, I said, look, shoot me a deliverable on how you would approach property management. I know some people that are pretty large in that space. If we can find a way to add value to how they manage the properties, that that sounds that would sound good, right? And he was like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And I said, and from there, that would prove my value to you as how I can be a connector, a resource, and then we can come up with maybe some form of a joint venture or a business development. And all of a sudden, this dude's like, oh, wow, that would be great. Versus, sure, man, let's create an affiliate program and I'm not going to go sell your drone services. I mean, you know what I mean? So I want to just tell you that story because it's relevant. It just happened two hours ago. Dude, it's 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 relationships. I built my company on relationships. I don't I don't work with everybody. I literally pick yeah. and choose who I want to work with. And the reason why is because if you suck the life out of me, you cause problems, you do this, you're not probably going to work with us. No. We want people that I say you guys are the best in the business. We respect everything you do and we know that you're going to do everything right. So go do it and tell us what we need. That's it. Yep. That's it. We don't, we're not, we're not looking to score a home run on the jobs. We don't bite the hand that feeds us. We do everything with integrity and that's it, you know, and we sell this and this concept is not just, you know, happened a couple of days ago. This, this concept started in 2004 when we, my brother and I started this company with a pickup truck and a 55 gallon drum. That's when it started. I love it. You know, it's like, you don't just start like these, when you start a company, your, your first thing should be going out to somebody and say, hey, I want to be, I want to know you, 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 before you even say the business. That's right. Don't even tell them what you're doing because people don't want to know what you do. They want to know you. They want to know who you are, what you do, how you do it. You know, are you a good person? Do you help people? Mm-hmm. Because people want to work with other people to help people. And that's why, you know, I, I started that Power Helping People group. I invited you. You invited me. We're sharing some content in there. It's like that is what it's all about. That's why I drew to you. You're helping people. I'm helping people. And they always say you're 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 pretty much five people that you hang out with. Well, right. we might not we might not hang out, but, but dude, do. I, I see you every yeah. single day on social media. And so see, and I love that, man. I want to talk about that really quickly. And, you know, because you and I can go on. We'll, we'll do 18 hours of podcast content. Yeah. We're on the same page and we love yeah. it. And we, yeah. you can tell that we enjoy doing this, yeah. you know, but uh, I almost lost my train of thought, man, to be honest with you. Cause I got, I get you know, <laughs> so passionate about this stuff, man. Um, Let's go into the, the social media. Let's social go into social media. media. Yeah. So what I was going to say is, 
you know, find your tribe, build your tribe. So what a lot of folks don't realize is like, hey, man, you're a business owner or you're a high performer or you're a W-2 employee, but you've got bonus opportunities and structure. Why aren't you leveraging a platform? Because by the way, not every platform is the same. Facebook is not where my pillar of content for PMG goes. It's where my pillar of content for being James Golden goes, right? Mm -hmm. I talk about roads a little bit right over there, but I'm really me. Here's me for all it's worth. LinkedIn is where I go for payment management because that's where my audience is. The audience is there. They're attentive. They're attractive. I throw up a presentation on Friday. It's got 2,200 views. You know what I mean? So it, it like my point is I'm not going to get that engagement on Facebook talking about it. It is what it is. So I have to structure it differently. But it's, well, you know what? My feed is just so negative. It's like, well, okay, well, didn't you design your feed? And I'm <laughs> like, well, well, what do you mean by that? Wait a second. I'm like, you, you accept the friend requests. You're the one who pushes out the friend request. That's the only way that it works. Mike, Mark Zuckerberg isn't behind the scenes saying, oh, I'm going to add all these shitty people to your feed next week. They don't magically show up. You accepted it or you requested it, correct? Yeah. So I'm like, you have that same power to say, not no more. I don't want to see this anymore. I'm done with this. Yeah, but James, but it's like, you know, I got some buddies, man. We've been, we've been friends for 10 years. I'm like, okay, well, you guys are friends? Yeah, we're really good friends. Okay, so how much in get you do you, do you like his posts? No, I can't stand that guy's content. So it's, when's the last time you saw him? Hide, 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 hide. It's hide, been about hide. four or five years. And I'm like, so all of a sudden I'm rewiring your brain to realize these aren't your real friends. Or it's, oh, that's my uncle. Or it's unfortunately sometimes it's my parents. My mom, you talked about my book. I was actually talking to my mom um, a few hours ago. She had just got back from a trip for a wedding in the family. Um, and she said, hey, do you have any extra books? I would love uh, if you would sign one and give it to give it to my brother. I was like, oh, my uncle? You know, she's like, yeah, I'm like, I'll do that, I guess. I was like, why is this coming up? She's like, well, he asked. He's like, have you read Jimmy's book? You know, they all call me Jimmy. Yeah, have you read Jimmy's book? My mom's like, well, of course I did. She's like, yeah, I was really interested. I wonder, you know, how that went. I said, so let me hit the pause button. This is the challenge that I have. Sure, man, I'll write, I'll write the damn book or, or give him a book. I said, but under one condition just have him take a photo of it and just throw it out on social media because he actually has a pretty good following just say hey man i got some, and if he doesn't get value from it then ignore what i'm saying you know i got some value here go check out my nephew's book that'd be great because my book's been out for months at this point right for him to know about it means what he saw, he it. saw it he saw it if he saw it he also saw the damn opportunity to just drop 20 bucks and get a signed copy from me Listen, sign copy. Boom. You know, this is what it's all about, man. Like you, I will do that shit all day long. What really frustrated me, the reason I'm telling this is because my mom told me on their road trip, he got scammed, right? They're at a rest stop. They're taking a break on the drive. And some guy's like, hey, man, I really need some gas money. I'm trying to get from here or there. And he's like, and my uncle's a good dude. Yeah. And he's like, and this is why I just, it resonated. And I want to tell the story here. And I told her, it's like, I'm teaching lessons. He gave the guy 20 bucks. And the guy ended up taking the money and just running across the street, hopping the truck and, and leaving. He didn't, he really, obviously he was just trying to scam people to rest out for 20 bucks. That same $20 bill got you that book, correct? But no, family member expects to just me to get it. 
just here you go. Here, oh, here you go. All my hard work, all my effort, all the hours, all the all what all the blood, sweat, and tears, right? All the costs. That book cost me five thousand dollars, bro. I did. You know, it costs money to develop content and push it out. But yet, what sucks sometimes is your so-called. This gets back to social. I'll bring it full circle. Sometimes your circle that you think that you've got, they're really not in your corner. They really don't root for you. Unfortunately, sometimes they root against you because they've been involved with you so long and they just see you leveling up, leveling up because you're taking actions and doing the work, but they haven't. And I'm not saying my uncle's that guy, by the way. That, that's not really what I'm saying here. But it just struck kind of a chord with me to say, man, just go hit the link, man. And I'm going to do this up and it's going to be all good. You know, why should I have to go drop my own? Because you got to buy your own books, by the way. They're yeah. not free. Yeah. And just go send them to everybody. Uh, you know, like for so my real ride, ride or die people, of course, I'm doing that. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, when, as, when, as soon as your book came out, I've been following you. And I'm like, yes, dude, people that follow people want to support people they you know, want to and they, they want to support people because if you don't if you don't succeed and you want to support this person you know it's nobody's fault but yourself because Nobody you have does. to you have to literally say you know what if i would have bought that book that would have helped them well if right. if if stop saying if just do it just do every it. time i i have somebody that i follow that i'm friends with and everything if they throw a book out there i buy it immediately and the thing is, I want to read this, what you said in here. And I think this is really, really cool is you personalize this book. And that's what it shows is it means more when you do that, because this this means a lot. You know, I just this little little paragraph, you know, this is what sells books. And I want to read it. It says, thank you for your continued support. It means more than, you know, and it says this, this famous quote that you always you, you, you actually developed. It says, dream big, work hard, become legendary. And to be honest with you, I want to become legendary. And so when you put it in there, as, as I have a mission far, far that exceeds Ryan Austin, exceeds yep. Birmingham Seal Court or BSI, I have a mission that is to impact one person every single day. And what happens is that's a chain reaction that's going to impact thousands. And with social media, meeting people like yourself, following people, you even said it. You have a right to choose who you follow and who you don't. If you went down my feed on Facebook, there's not one negative, no politician stuff, no nothing. Because you know what? I choose not to see that. Me too. Because every single day that I wake up is a new meaning, and I'm blessed to be here, and I just want to give 1% better. And and I know that you always talk about leveling up. Is, is If you don't try to get better every single day, how the hell are you going to level up? Dude, how are you going to get better? How are you going to get better in your family, your your business? Your, your how are you gonna How are you going to be a good husband and father if you don't yeah. want to get better every single day? Dude, this and that's the thing, like leveling up. I talk about that all the time. You're 100 right. There's levels to everything in life. Everything. Everything has a level, man. That's why when you play video games as a kid, it got harder and harder and harder. As you conquer the next one, it got harder and it got. I talk about that a lot. Yeah. But people focus too much on the monetary side of leveling up. Like I said, I, oh, I got a, I bought a had a Honda Accord three month three years ago. Great, and I just I'm very humbled. I just bought a TRX. You know what I'm saying? Like that's on my vision board. That was my thing. I had a Raptor. Now I wanted to go grab this thing, and I was able to do it. It's it's not a crazy decision making process. It's it's how do I level up to get that? Yeah. Okay. But that's what the people see is the monetary thing that you work for potentially, right? For you, it could have been, man, I just bought my third paver. Damn things are expensive as hell. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know trust I mean? me, I know. And I know. when they break, they're even more expensive. So it's like, but my point is, 
to get there, to get that, you have to go through how many different um, getting 1% better in how many different areas to be able to achieve that. So those are levels. That's, that's all I wanted to say on that. Yeah. And like getting back to the social media thing, like you're so right. I'm in the same way. I made a decision four years ago on Thanksgiving away from home. I'm done with all this shit. I had a little bit of time, by the way. Yeah, I'm out there peeling potatoes, knocking that out, helping out you know, the family members, boom, boom, cutting it up, mashed potatoes are boiling. My job's done for, what, an hour. So I sat there. I got on Facebook, and I don't know what triggered me, but something triggered me. Okay, In 2017, I was like, why is this on here? It's because I allow it. I allow it. And what it's doing is it's affecting my mood one way or another. It can be making me happy, sad, depressed. It doesn't matter. So I said, F this, man. Well, I got a couple hours. I'm going to knock this out. So I started doing all that. Okay. And I got to a point where I started building my network, meeting people. When I found someone like Orion Austin that I didn't know in 2017, but maybe we were connected somehow, I'm going to hit the damn add friend button and just, hey, man, I'm, I saw this. I'd love to connect with you. Great. If you said yes, awesome. If you said no, it is what it is. Maybe, maybe in six months, if I keep putting content out there, maybe you'll say, oh, I saw that dude. You want me to tell you this? I have so many friend requests just like you do. I guarantee that I can't go through them all the time, but periodically I'll sit down and look, especially when I go after an event. I was just at a, uh, an Apex live event. Apex is a community I'm a part of. It's a membership I'm a part of. There were 350 of us in there. I came back from that event and I went through my friend requests and I saw seven people that had friend requests to me, but I actually, they came up to me, dude, at the event and said, Hey, my name is, I can, I can name drop them all. Right. Just, just want to let you know, I'm following your content. I, I just want to come up and meet you. Dude, that left, that left an impact on me. Right. Yeah. And I go home on the, or I get on the airplane. I'm looking through, I'm like, dude, that's that dude. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Right. Because they put themselves out there. They, you know, both ways. And I do the same thing, by the way. I don't just walk around with my chest out like hey, people are going, I do the same thing. Hey, Orion, if I see you in an event, I would have came up to you right away. Or you might have beat me to it because we're the same person. Yeah. And, and, and that's, oh, that's chill online, dude. What's up? Can I go buy you a bourbon? You know, I like my bourbon. So, yeah, well, yeah, dude. Drink, so I get it. But yeah, and the, and the the coolest thing about that is is I'll <laughs> tell you a quick story is is Ben Newman was at the inner you know retreat and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go up to him I I just went up to him talked to him told him a little bit of my story of what my, my burn was inside it was you know it was something that just just got me in fire all the time and it was my burn I told him my story and he's like you know what I know exactly how you're feeling and every time I message him or every time I do this now now he responds to me immediately and, he, and it's like we have this connection now and it's getting better and better. It's all because that interconnection that I went up to him and I said, hey, yes. you are helping me. You might not know it, but you're helping me and I appreciate you. That is exactly what we do things for is I got since I started this podcast three weeks. ago, I've got 26 Texas that I've changed something or I've impacted somebody's life. And I've only done three podcasts. That's 26 people clapping right here. bro. Congratulations. It's that's that's 20. That's literally. 28 days and four weeks. I've only done it three weeks. That's 26 people. That's five over one person per day. Dude, that's not so only on top phenomenal. of what my analytics are starting to do and, <laughs> and people are sharing and sharing and sharing. I'm impacting more and more people. That's why I did this. And now that I, it's going now, I'm just like, okay, we got the ball rolling. I'm going to do this, do this, do this. And I'm going to go after people that are like me. 
that are like-minded people that want to help other people because I don't want to get somebody out there that's going to talk about, you know, negative stuff because I'm all about positive. So if I put negative stuff on there, people are going to be like, well, why does he have this guy on here? No, it's all positive stuff. I don't let anything negative. I told my wife, we had, we had this conversation the other day and we had another moment. So I have my, I married my high school sweetheart. I was a freshman and she was a senior. And I'm, I don't know if you know the story, but I married her. So I, I basically dated her as a freshman. I was I, I met her. She was my locker partner next to me. And coincidence. <laughs> Outstanding. So I, I'm going to tell you this story real quick because I've told people before. So I went to a talent show in eighth grade. Okay. And I saw this woman on the stage singing and she was singing the song and I literally fell in love with her voice. Meanwhile, a year later, not knowing that it's going to be my girlfriend. No, literally. Wow. Cause she was a scene. I literally fell in love with her voice. I said, I dude, I'm going to, I'm going to meet that girl someday. And I'm going to date that girl. And I just left it up to God, never went after, never pursued it. And literally my freshman year, when I got to high school, she was locker partners right next to me. So every time I went to that locker, I saw her and saw her and saw her. So like God was working in mysterious ways back then for me. Yeah. Like he was like, here, this is the woman that's going to have your four kids. This is the woman that's going to push you to be the person you are today. So I, I was talking to her the other day and I said, hey, you know, I get a lot like I suck in a lot of stuff during the day. Like my employees, I suck in. I, and I go, some days I'll come home and it will be like it's overwhelming. And I'm just like in one of those moods and I try to leave everything at the door. But I said, hey, listen, do me a favor. Every time I walk in. Just walk up to me and give me a big bear hug and just say, oh, I like that. Yeah, dude, it's just like, just give me the biggest hug because you don't know how my day was going. So I was like, just do that because I, I have so much on my mind. And then I come in and, and I, I could, I'm trying to be positive all the time. But sometimes when people put negative stuff to me, like she had a bad day with the kids or she had this or that. So she comes at me or has this negative persona. And I'm like, my immediate trigger is to go Boop, stop, yep. you know, like and go back at her. So like my new thing is, is we've been together 23 years. It's like, just hug me, give me a kiss. And then it all goes away. Yeah. It just literally releases. Cause I know I'm in my comfort zone. I know I'm in my house. I know that anything I say is going to be accepted. Right. But if I don't go into a calming environment and a, a loving environment, I had that guard up. So I want people to, to understand that as we all are human. We all make mistakes. We all do things. But to have these triggers, we were talking about these triggers earlier. Yeah. It's all about triggers in life, man. It's it, about it it's about going up to that person. It's about talking to that person. It's about hitting the friend request, you know, saying, hey, I want to follow this person. Not just because I want to follow this person, but because this person is going to impact the way I live life. This person is okay. going to hold me accountable. We talked about Mike Claudio. He's your business coach. Mm -hmm. he's he's more of a coach to me than most people because i follow him and i hold i have him hold me accountable i'm yeah. he said hey you're gonna do this podcast and i said yeah yeah he's like i'm sick of the bullshit just do it and that's the kind of stuff that people need that's what friends like you you with your podcast i'm i can't wait to be a guest i can't wait to be on there i can't wait to do those things mm -hmm. because i know that if i put more pressure on you and, and I tell you, hey, I'm going to support you. You're going to do it. You're going to do it, man. That's the way it works. You're, you're really going to do it. You, you know, know, you're going to do it. You, you bring up a guy like Mike, you know, and we all need somebody in our lives sometime to um, maybe hold us accountable, but they don't realize they're doing it. They don't. No, but you have to put that person in your life sometimes. You've done it. I've done it. Um, and let me tell you, it got to a point where 
know, like, and trust, you know, whether you're in the seal coating, you know, our paving industry, you're in the data collection industry, you're in the marketing industry, people only want to work with people they know, like, and trust. They don't want to be around those types of folks too. And that's where it kind of comes back to your passion project, the podcast, and you have a goal of impacting one person a day, me too, you know, the golden initiative, you know, I want to, I just want to be surrounded by goal oriented people who live by the freaking golden rule. I mean, it's really yeah. that simple for me, right? I'm always going to do unto others as I want them to do unto me. You know, you can't have that last name and say, my parents never taught me that. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> uh, but the, the bottom line is <laughs> you've got that obligation now and that duty to keep pushing that out and forward. Because guess what? You're going to become that. I'm going to become that. I already am. I'm, you already are too. I already guarantee it for others. You're starting to see that come in. It's because you're pouring out what you can. People are resonating with that. You can't. You can't win everybody over, and that's what it's all about. You don't have – I was somebody that was part of my podcast today, I believe it was, that was released today. I was somebody just a few years ago that was on this personal success journey, but I still realized I was still trying to please others. Whether it was I think I needed to fit a certain part, say a certain thing, wear something the same way, or, or do something the way someone else would do it. I still wasn't doing it my way, my flavor, my approach. Because I was too concerned with, well, there's 27 people in this room, man. If I don't do this, right, only one, maybe one or two people are going to network with me. You know, you get the idea. Well, I'm so, going to tell you, I'm going to tell you one thing. Four years ago, what my mindset trigger set is, and listen to this because this is really key. And I tell it all the time: is 50% of the people like you, and 50% of the people hate you. Why do we focus so much on the people that don't like us? Start taking the 50% that love us and pour into them as much as you possibly can because those 50% of people, that's all you need in your life. Yes. Do you, I, I lo- thank you for saying that. It's your podcast. Your audience needs to hear that. Yeah. Because so many people, and you've been in a spot probably where you weren't doing that, were you? Because no, I know I wasn't. I just told you my story and I finally came to that realization as well. It's what if, what if we focused on those positive people, not the negative? Right. And I will tell you, results don't lie. You know, one of my biggest lines is what gets measured gets improved. That's in every single presentation I give, no matter what I'm doing it on. Okay. I got a little cartoon James that shows up in a suit on a road. He's like, what gets measured gets improved. Why are we doing this? Because what gets measured gets improved. Right. And that's what it's all about analytics and data. Dude, and I love that. I even suggest you, like, as you're putting yourself out there, when I go do a video or whatever, I actually had one on LinkedIn. I don't know why it pissed me off. It got to me. It's not that it's not going to get to you. It's that you don't have to focus on it, right? I did a sweet video, man. I'm up here adding value, talking about this client. Not not what I'm doing for them, what they are doing with it. Like, mm-hmm. that's the real power, right? Yeah. Here's how they're using this as a tool and doing all this cool shit with it. And they're following this thing called the 70-20-10 rule that I kind of made up, whatever. Then you get this one guy, especially on LinkedIn, they're full of it. It's full of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one guy's like, actually, I don't like these rules. This is what I would do. And this is what I believe, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you like, you know, instantly, because I want, you don't want to know what it is, I think. I'm giving myself therapy (laughs) as I talk. It's because I want to help. I want to show that individual, like, this is not how you do it, man. Like, if you believe in, he he says some shit like the 80 20 rule. I'm like, okay, okay. Fine, you don't put as much emphasis on preventive maintenance that I do, but that's okay. It's like, instead of coming on my platform and looking like an idiot, ignore me and go do your own content about your 80-20-10 or 80-20 rule. 
right? Yeah. It's yeah, like, because totally. I even look, dude, I look for stupid shit like that. I'm like, this guy even hit the like button before he said this. You know what I mean? Because then maybe I'm not reading his context clearly. No, yeah. it's just straight to the straight to the message. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But my point is, I quickly see it. I don't like it. We don't like the hate, the trolls. Yeah. I'll do one interaction back and forth. My reply back to stuff is always still positive. I always, I, even on his, I said, hey, I don't think anybody would disagree with your point here. You, you make some good arguments. Um, my content for this post was because of X, Y, and Z. And he never commented back, which is perfectly fine. If after that point, it goes to another negative instance, I just ignore it and move on. Because I'm hoping that I want to show this guy, like take him by the neck and say, no, man, this is not how you do it. You know, go add value to the marketplace. Don't focus on trying to disagree with everybody. Yeah. Right. So I've got another one of them lines like, you know, oh, I forgot. I just lost it. It's like, uh, you know, be somebody's whiskey instead of somebody's cup of tea or something along those lines. Uh, I try to find messages that resonate with my brain and what I like. You know what I mean? And that's one that resonated with me. It's like, it's, go be your own person, man. You know what I mean? And go impact that 50% and go all in and pour into them. And then watch everything take off that compound effect. Because what happens is when you put your first podcast out and eight people listen to it, then your second one and 16 people listen to it. And then it just stays there. Go look at my analytics, bro. I'm saying that's what it that's what was for me. And then all of a sudden I did one and hit 199. That was my biggest one. And I was like, oh shit, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But yeah. I got to that same point where I hit pause. And I said, hey, either A, either A, I'm not doing the necessary work and providing the necessary value yet. That's a possibility. You know, or B, you know, you know, it's, actually there is only an A. But the mindset, <laughs> really, right? The, that's, yeah. that's it. You know, but uh, but part of you will say, well, man, it's been pretty flat the last eight weeks, you know, so some people just give up. So uh, I think I think it's just being consistent. You know, you're not right. going to resonate with everybody. I mean, it's a, Brian Hesse says it every every day, every day, you know, with morning perspective. I, I watch every single episode and it's it's like it's one of those things that every single morning it puts some perspective in my life. Sometimes it might not be perfect, but you know what? It still resonates with me because it might resonate with one of my friends. It might want to resonate with my family members. So I'm going to share it or do something or just I instant message it to somebody and say, Hey, listen, listen to this. Tell me what you think. Yep. And it's all about those little, you know, I, I call them little, you, you, you say golden nuggets. They're like those yep. little golden nuggets that you can give people to brighten their day up. Even if it's my employees, like that's the little things like, Hey man, you're doing a great job. I think you should listen to this. It really impact the way you think and the way you do things. And, and you just send it out there, great. you know, and it's that's just great that it's, you're sharing that with your team, you know, because it, it's important to do that. Well, Glenn Lundy, Glenn Lundy really said that is, is, and I have his calendar here and, and I write in it every single day and I, and I got this. And then one of the things it says is it says, what am I thankful for? And every morning I write what I'm thankful for. And it says daily schedule and it says goals for the month and then notes. But what yep. it says is like, right this morning, what I, I said was, I'm thankful that James Golden is going to be talking to me today. I'm thankful for Brian Hess's podcast this morning or uh, morning perspective, my team, my wife, my kids, my family, my faith, my positivity in life today as we speak. These are things that you have to constantly tell yourself every yes. single day because, you know, there's so many naysayers out there that send you, like I had two people send me a message saying, you know, uh, I don't agree with what you said. And I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's, a, that's great and everything, but 
if, if I were to change it up, how would you like to hear it? Because I would like to know how you would like to hear the message because yes. I ask questions. I think asking questions to people and confronting people in conflict is good, but ask the questions. Why? That's Why the, do you not like this? Why do you do this? And, that's the million dollar uh, answer to develop or handling conflict is yep. ask a question. Don't bro. I spent so many years of my life being defensive, angry, argumentative. Trust me. I was that guy. I, I tell people all the time, like, Oh man, dude, Jane, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, you just wait. My ex-wife might turn me into the old me next week. You just wait. Depends <laughs> what you know, I'm just kidding, but I'm not really, but, um, <laughs> You know, it's like there's this there's this thing where I can I can kind of go back to those moments in my life. And that's the that's the value of it is I was not always doing that. And I knew what that was like. And I saw the stagnation, no growth, mean, angry a lot, not all the time. But and now through those types of things, you know, you've got, you know, uh, whether it's the calendar or your um, your log basically. Mm -hmm. And I've got the G code, you know, over an apex and stuff, man. It's mm -hmm. like. When you wake up every day and all of a sudden you're thinking of what am I grateful for? Your, your mindset is set for at least the morning. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because most of us wake up and get out of bed and like, oh, I got a million things to do today. <laughs> right. Well, or, what do we, oh, God, I have to, I, what, instead of focusing on, I get to hang out with Ryan for an hour and a half today. Some people are like, and they still might get to do that, but they're so focused on, man, I got to go do this and I got to do that. And I got to do that. I got a lunch I don't want to go to, but it's like, no, I'm focused on the advantages of what I get to do that. There are absolutely things I did not want to do this morning and this afternoon. We all have them. They don't go away. You're not going to hit any next level in your life. If you just do the shit you want to do. Okay. But the gratitude, the gratitude perspective is like, I'm looking forward to four o'clock. I was looking forward to three o'clock today. Cause I had a good connection call yeah. and four o'clock today. You know, it's like, dude, this is gonna be this is gonna be cool stuff. This is this is the highlight of my day is gonna be three and four o'clock, guaranteed. Dude, dude, so the, the worst I, thing about the worst thing about me is, is when I was thinking about this stuff, I'm like, yeah. dude, I gotta I gotta be on a call with James. I'm like, I'm excited, but I'm like nervous. I don't know what to do. And like, I like, but like when you get on the phone, you get on the phone with them. It's like, dude, this is away. just easy. It just goes away immediate, immediately. Immediately. Well, that's because, man, like 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 we both have talked about, we're both willing to be ourselves. You know. It's, it's okay to get a little bit of them butterflies and stuff. You know what I mean? And, you know, if I got to, shit, dude, I was on, my stages that I'm on are a little different than a lot of people's, okay? I've been publicly speaking for years. I just do it in front of the public on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, TV channels, city councils and mayors. It's a different world. But that's why I think it's an easy uh, pivot for me once I exit payment management group to go do these things, you know? Um, as long as I'm adding value, you know, I mean, as long as the marketplace says, hey, man, that makes sense. Come talk about it. Then I'm in. Right. If not, shoot, that's fine. I'll, I'll go uh, run the paper, <laughs> you know, but that's great. <laughs> the idea, man, it's like I've already been doing these types of things and I get a little bit nervous every time I got to go to the podium because I know yeah. the, I know the cameras are on, the lights are on and I'm in a high pressure situation. If I say one bad thing, either A, I'm not getting the contract, B, I'll never get the contract again. You know, it's really one or the other. It's it's either I got to go sell this. Or I'm going to F, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always that initial thought will jump in there, dude. And I'm like, nah, it's fine. I got this done a million times Those to the point the where nerves. I'm always prepared. And that's really what becoming an expert in your craft and field is, is you've got the reps. So many people want to say, oh, I'm an expert. I don't know, man. You got the reps. 
Let me throw you to the fire. Sit your ass down. I'm going to ask you some questions. Let's see if you're an expert. And I don't mean that being a, a, a jerk or, or, or whatever. It's just like, I think that's what it boils down to. I've got all these years and, and experiences that when I'm asked a question, I can draw from it. You know, and people, and, people want you to be real. People want you to be real. They don't want you yeah. to have this facade. They don't like, I felt like four years ago, I was a 350 pound person that was acting like, mm. Hey, I'm Mr. Big shot. I, you know, I have this big company in which really my company wasn't shit. You know, it was, it wasn't really like, it wasn't the yeah. culture it was today. It didn't have the gradient staff that it did. It doesn't, I mean, yeah, we had some good employees and they moved on, but we didn't have the core value that we have now today. And each day we get bigger and better. And it's just, it's one of those things that you can only grow with people that you love and, and trust. And, and, and I trust a lot of my employees to the point where I would do anything for them. And I think that's where you need to be in the mindset as an entrepreneur you say entrepreneur, a business owner is mm -hmm. you got to think of others before yourself. Cause Every, here's the thing is, is you're not an owner. You're an employee to thousands of people. Yes. I consider that I'm employee to thousands and thousands mm -hmm. of customers per year. I don't run my company. My, my customers do. Mm -hmm. So if I can transition them and I can make them think what the, we, we call it the Birmingham way. That's what we call it every single day. It's the Birmingham way. If I can give you a ride that you enjoy and educate and everything, and I go through this process, I don't have to work for the, the customer. They just have this. We're just going down the road. Like you talked about, we go down this road down the road man. and, and, and there's no, there's no detours or there's pure education. There's the signs that say, Hey, we're going to come here and do this, this day. We're going to come here and do this, this day. We're going to come here. And guess what? The final conclusion is you pay the bill and you're happy. And guess what? We took care of you guys, and now you're going to refer us because you love the experience. And it's all about the experience. Every time. Everything's about the experience. That's what is remembered. You yeah. know, especially in my world when I'm working with a municipality, and oftentimes it might be a competitive bid situation. You know, so I talk to a lot of people, man, not to just go into this rabbit hole on government spaces, but it's like, oh, man, I, can't, I ain't going to government space. That's too hard. Well, why is it too hard? It's like, well, I got I to gotta write RFPs and RFQs, right? I got to write bids. And then I got to do all this work and no one's ever going to pick me. And I'm like, man, it's because you got to create an experience, man. You got to do all the stuff that we would do on the Facebook platform, on a different platform. You have to figure out that just because you're on bid number RFQ 1796-20, a human being wrote it. They have a position. And guess what? It's public information. You can go find the gatekeeper. You can go find the, You can go find all of it if you're willing to do the work and willing to create a system on how you curate those leads. Because what I do... I get him all the time. Uh, my business partner runs an engineering firm, and he's just now starting to understand the value of all the shit that I do in my yeah. business. And he wants to start adopting a lot of that in his because they're RFQ and RFP chasers. That's what most engineering firms are. So he'll send me one like, James, did you see this one for payment management? I'll just throw something out in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Like, uh, no, let me take a look at it. I'll take a look at it, read it, read it. I go through maybe three paragraphs, the three scope of work paragraphs or that I need to know. And I'll reply, not doing it. I, James, why not, man? This is probably worth a quarter million dollars. I'm like, because number one, it's not written for me. It's written for someone else's process and system. What that means is someone created a relationship. They bought into it and then they have to competitive bid by law. So they're already the front runner. I'm not gonna come in and change anyone's mind. I'm not top mm -hmm. of mind unless 
And this happened in um, an Arizona client. They reached out to me and said, hey, I need three bids. I actually saw your LinkedIn video over here. I thought you would be a good fit because that tells me that, okay, you're actually not biased. I go, I go through documents, go look online and see how they're, well, were the last three consultants they hired, you know, and yeah. you can kind of, the point is I do my research and I, yeah. I figure out what's a good fit, what's not a good fit. So that's how I build up my referral network is it's all about the experience that you create. You create a raving fan. Okay. Yeah. You don't just go for the ask. We have a process for a follow-up strategy to curate the, the, the review and then curate the referral. And then organically, it just happens anyway. I'll tell you, I got asked to do um, a PowerPoint closeout presentation for a client in Florida. And I said, Ron, his name was Ryan. <laughs> and I just said, Ron, I'll be honest with you, man. Like with the, with the Zoom platform, I'd rather just, I'd rather just jump on Zoom because I got to travel 800, mi 1800 miles and do all this and that. And he's like, I completely understand it. He's like, Our, we're coming back to uh, the council's in-session meetings. They really like it that way. I said, I tell you what, can you at least send in an invite to the surrounding cities in your county? Let them know. Just say, hey, I don't care if they attend or not. Can you let them know that you worked with PMG? They'll be presenting your final project. And if they see value in showing up or what we did, that's all I'm asking for. Mm -hmm. He's like, absolutely. We loved working with you guys. So he did. He sent out a little bit of a, you know, sent an email out about the date, who we are, what we did for them. So at least I'm now on the radar. Yeah. So now my job is to follow up with those. Say, hey, you know, thanks for coming. Or I noticed that you weren't able to attend. Would you like to have more information? Right. Absolutely. So then you create the experience. You go knock it out of the park. You do it well. You do a good job because now you're on their mind. So hopefully they're going to rehire us when the time is right. And when I call the city of Benel, which is right next door to them, say, man, go talk to Ryan over there. He really, he really thought we did a good job. Here's how they're using that data right away. Done. It's a, I hard to tell you. It's a done deal. It's Dude, it's it, it's all it's, few years. It's all technology in our in our field because so yeah. many people in the past have done no technology at all. So, right. like we use products called Basecamp. We use Job yeah. Progress for our CRM program. I mean, there's so many different things that guys are still writing on white piece white pieces of paper and then giving their customers bits. I just had I on our our inner circle uh, uh, text message. Uh, one of our guys sent two bids that he was competing against. I'm like. Dude, if you're competing against these two people, you got the job no matter what. There's no detail. There's no explanation. They don't know what they're getting, how they're getting it, when they're going to get it, what material. They're just, it's just a blanket price. Yep. Who who would buy from somebody like that? Nobody. It literally, it's the answer, like. The answer is nobody. Yeah. And it's, you're just wasting your time. And even on the higher end level, on these quarter million dollar types of projects, there's still people that half-ass this written RFP and RFQ, or they're just like, oh, I sent the RFP. Please, God, give me this one. No. Like, I just submitted shit, some shit for the Kroger company, man. Like, for me, that's going to change my life if I get just a little piece of it. Yeah. Okay? I just need one region of the 5,000 stores, by the way, right? I just need one region. Region. But they're on my Dream 25 list. They've been there. They're an Ohio-based company. I put some content out there, strategic in the area. I've worked so, with some people in that area. Let me just finish this, man. Yeah. To the point where they reached out to James and said, "Hey, we were interested if PMG. We were wondering if PMG would be interested in bidding this project. That, if I don't get anything, at least I'm on the radar, right? But I'm optimistic and saying maybe my time has come. After, by the way, ten years, not ten minutes." 
everybody's overnight success story is a journey. So, um, and mine hasn't happened yet. And I'm cool with that. I look forward to when it does because I keep doing the work to make just, it happen. Just put it out there every day, man. If you say it every day, I'm going to get this call there. from the Kroger. You'd be surprised. No, so, you who, manifest it. You who, manifest. who knows? I mean, this the Kroger, do you know the owner of, of who you have to talk to? What's, what's the guy's name? Do you have his name? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I should, 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 should share this stuff on here. I don't know. Um, yeah, his name's Todd Rudisil. He's, hey, he's hey Todd. Manager for, come on, Todd, let's go. Hey, Todd, let's go. Come on. Give James hey, a call. Got to give James a call. We got to give him a shot. Give him a shot because we're putting it on the universe and you never know who's going to get it. If this this falls in his lap, I mean, one of my 4,000 friends, one of your couple thousand friends, three or 4,000 friends, all they got to do is hear it and yeah. say, this guy wants to meet him and this guy's a good guy. He needs to work with him. And that's kind of how I put, uh, how I do things. I literally put it out there. I send messages to people and say, Hey, do you know this person? I need to get in contact with them. And, and I tell them the reason why. So look, you put it out there, it'll happen. And I know for a fact Let's that go. it will happen. So Let's go, man. we'll now, see. Now but... I'm really pumped up, man, because Dude. I feel like this is coming. I've been trying to manifest this thing to happen. And, and the great thing about this, like a lot of people don't realize too, by the way, is like, there's not a huge profit margin attached to this type of project no. I go going here, but it's the Kroger company, which opens up doors to whatever could be out there. Right. Absolutely. Uh, potential joint business ventures and other areas of things that we can do, man. So it's so cool. I uh, appreciate you doing that. Put me right on the spot. With my name here. Dude, One last thing I want to say on experiences yep. and maybe yep. we can wrap it up for the yeah, day. We'll wrap it up. It's, it's an hour podcast. and 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, this is a great example. So I had submitted a bid. I was at an Apex uh, Apex meetup, you know, for an, the executive group that I'm in. It's called Flying Friday. And I'm sitting there in the front row, front row. Our coaches panel is up there talking. I'm sitting there, right? And my phone rings. And I just look at the watch because, you know, I don't like distractions. No one wants that. And I saw Todd Rudisil. Ooh. I'm like, oh, shit. This dude's calling with great news or a problem with my submission, okay? So I'm like, I gotta take this call, you know what I mean? So I get up, front row, go excuse myself, go outside, say, hey Todd, it's Jane, how, how can I help you today? He's like, hey, we actually had a, a little bit of an issue uh, uh, with your submission. I think there's just it's just an omission, it's not a big deal, but we wanted to talk to you, my team wanted to talk to you about that to make sure we're all on the same page, and if it is what we think it is, just an, it was an error in my engineer estimate on something. Okay, that my engineer did not me. Yeah. Okay, but I'm the one who's accountable to my submission. Absolutely. So I said, absolutely, man, that doesn't make sense to me. I appreciate you catching this and giving me an opportunity to kind of rectify it. He's like, yeah. So if you could just hop on a conference call with us um, a little bit later this afternoon, maybe three or four o'clock, that'd be great. And I said, Todd, I'm so sorry, I'm not able to do that. I'm in an event. I said, but is there any possibility that either noon, one, maybe two o'clock? Could you guys maybe fit that in? Because I'm out of town at an event. That's just all I said. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, shoot. I didn't know you were out of town at an event. Let's just wait till next week. Or it was a Friday. Let's yeah. just wait till Monday. Let's just wait till Monday. I said, man, that's even worse for me. My birthday is Tuesday. My wife's actually planned a vacation and taking me out of town for three days. He's like, oh, geez, you got the Kroger company up here just ruining all your plans. <laughs> now you're having fun with somebody, right? Yeah. And I said, oh, no, dude. Absolutely. I said, look. I'm here to do whatever it takes. If it's got to be three or four o'clock today, I'm in. You just let me know, send me the link, and I will get it taken care of. He said, well, let me go talk to my team. Let's see if we can accommodate one o'clock because that's noon central time, right? Yeah. So uh, they do. So what do I do? I go to uh, 
one of my he's a great friend of mine now in uh in the break free academy i'm actually wearing their shirt today it's funny i said buddy man I, can i borrow your office at the lunch hour for about an hour i've got a i've got a, something i need to work out he's like you know the code so that's the other part like having that relationship and having the friends you know what i mean he's taking care of me because i've added a value to him and vice versa jump on the call because now what i've shown is if the kroger company has an issue this guy's going to take care of it right now even when he's out of town even if he's on vacation he's going to handle his he's going to handle his business and i think that meant a lot i hope you know uh, that 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 showed i know it showed that i'm going to be willing and able to create a good experience no matter what well, you put it out there, so it's going to happen. So yes, I just want to—I right. want to thank you for coming on here, dude. It was awesome. Pleasure, we, man. We, got, we got a ton of golden information in this this podcast, so I'm excited for. We'll we'll release it here. I'll let you know when we're going to release it. But like I said, man, I really appreciate you. And like I said, we'll uh, we'll put a bunch of stuff on the links, and we'll uh, we'll put your book in the link, and then that way people can get a copy for you. So hopefully that'll help out. So I really appreciate that, man. Uh, I love the mission you're on. Congrats on the podcast launch, and even better, man. Congrats for putting your son up on there. I'm, I'm oh. sure he was pumped. I'm sure it's a great episode. I'll go back and check it out since it was released last week. It's only it's only like 24 minutes, so it's a perfect in between. It's kind of like your Absolutely. little podcast. So to and from each job, just check it out. It's pretty cool. So. You got hey, it. Man. I'm all I in. I appreciate it. And you too, bro. Thanks for being here, bud. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate we'll talk it. Soon. Take care. All right. Thanks, bud.